Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You okay? Live. Live from New York. This is a show that's very serious. Drew is locked in today. You're in trouble. He reviewed the tape yesterday, saw he got worked over seven of eight segments, and now he's he's coming to go. First things first. (laughs) Today, Aaron Rodgers. What are his chances that he can bring home a fifth MVP? Wow. Meanwhile, in a new episode, a show within a show, we debut a show called, give me a break. (laughs) Give me a break with this. And finally, the debut okay. of the QB Pyramid. Oh, my goodness. Who's, I, I don't think that's a good tease, no. us, if we want to redo it. You know who's what? Who's the top You're, is not a question. Who, yeah, we know who's at the top. We know, of course, everyone knows who's at the top, but who's right in the next level. Yeah. The next Let's level. redo it and say, who's on the next level? Show's live. Because that is controversial. Can't redo it. For the West Coast. Oh, okay. <laughs> West Coast, we <laughs> uh, But we're going to start with Rogers Revelations. He sat down with Peter King and talked about how he was really considering retiring prior to his darkness retreat. I want to retire. That's how I was leaning. Now, he said this to Pat McAfee a few months ago, but he reiterated it here. He's having a blast now. So, Nick, are you surprised that he was close to retiring? Everything you know now. No, I'm not surprised because I don't believe it. Oh. And I hesitate to say anyone's lying, but this doesn't track. None of this tracks. So what we are to believe from Aaron Rodgers is that he was 90% retired. He has reiterated that. And then did the darkness retreat, came out, and decided, okay, not retiring, and I want to be a Packer. Yeah. That that was the other thing. Yeah, but the self. I I want to be a Packer. The reason it doesn't track is what we know like Aaron's thoughts and wants and desires, you just got to take his word for it or you can not believe him. But what we know is we know a year ago people were like, oh, he might go to the Broncos. He might demand a trade. Instead, he got and what he seemingly wanted was a brand new contract for a player that a year ago was even contemplating retirement. Brand new contract would be the least important thing. Mm-hmm. In fact, he might want to go in the other direction of, don't worry about my contract. Let's get Devontae locked up or for another year. Don't trade him because I might be le- I might be retiring. Also, we know after this season, this past season that just ended. He was very difficult to get a hold of for the Packers. That's a service and thing. didn't but really. Nobody can get him at his house. Okay, and yeah. FaceTime. But, but also everybody knows that. But they said that <laughs> he talked about how Lafleur or Gutenkunz, pardon me, came to the West Coast and was trying to make time, but they didn't make time. Also, we know that in January, the Jets hired Nat Hackett. January twenty eighth, pre. Um, darkness retreat, all of that. And we know from Roger's own admission, he and Hackett are incredibly close. Mm-hmm. And so I just, to me, what this, what this feels like is Rogers trying to, again, make football fans believe the reason I'm not a Packer is because the Packers screwed it up. The Packers didn't want me. I think Rogers deeply believes, as he should, I'm going to be awesome this year. The team's going to be awesome mm-hmm. this year. And it will further stick it to the Packers that you guys screwed it up. You could have had me. I don't think Aaron Rodgers was ever retiring. I just don't. And listen, I've tried to be very fair, and I know I wouldn't like if someone was on TV basically saying I'm lying. So if he's bothered by that, that's fine. But it's just my opinion. I don't think he was ever thought he was retiring. Well, first of all, he is on the record as lying on television. That's he told true. us he was immunized. Well, it was, yeah, he it was used a different right, semantics. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? So he's got to own that. And if people accuse him of lying again, he's got he's to wear it. All right. But I agree with you. It doesn't track. Because if you were 90% retired and then, you know, he told Peter, uh, Peter King that he was going to play for the Packers and, mm-hmm. you know, he comes out and finds out they don't want him. I mean, 
there was a lot there to make you, if you were 90% sure, to maybe push you over the edge, especially coming off your last year, uh, your worst year of your career. All right, you didn't even make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. You're in an organization you didn't really like and enjoy and want to play for. Now, one thing I will say is maybe the Packers' treatment of him uh, when he comes out and he finds out they've been shopping him and all that stuff, maybe that. He's a guy that's motivated by slights. He's motivated. He loves having a chip on his shoulder. Maybe that woke him up. What? And why else would he love the Jets so much? Like, he he loves the Jets. Well, but I think for the reasons that you like the Jets he, a lot. Well, which is- he loves the Jets, though, now I get but his first press conference. Now, did he look at the roster and say, oh, yeah. Garrett Wilson, wow, right. great defense. Nat Hackett's there. Maybe, it just, okay. This but- is, uh, uh, Wiles, I understand it's circumstantial evidence, but it, it, the Jets stayed out of any Lamar Jackson discussions. They were very tepid in any uh, Derek Carr stuff. We all knew they had to have a quarterback. They stayed yeah. away from the, the Jimmy Garoppolo stuff. They hire his, his favorite coach ever. It, and it, it it feels like as early as February, Aaron Rodgers to the Jets was a train moving down the tracks. Mm-hmm. It is very difficult for me to believe right. that it was just a happy coincidence because Aaron Rodgers was going to retire and then, okay, not going to retire, not even retired him, not I'll just go back with the Packers. Everything will be fine. Oh, but you guys are shopping. I just don't. I just don't buy it. I think this was a this train that had strange. been in motion for a while. Also discussed his thirty-five million dollar pay cut, saying, "Quote: I thought it was important. They knew how committed I was, and in my conversations with Joe Douglas, he has made it very clear the vision for the football team. Big names move at the trade deadline. Now, I want to make sure that if somebody valuable came available, that we'd be able to get him." I'm very happy with the contract. Drew, do you think Aaron has proven how committed he is? You know where I'm at on this. And you love him now. I'm not, he's all in. He is completely in. He gave up $35 million, That's Wilds. True. That's true. No Big one deal. in the history of American sports has done that. Maybe America in general. <laughs> right. I mean, it, it's no. on a maybe. On a maybe. And maybe somebody will become oh. available at the trade deadline. Yep. He gave up $35 million on a maybe. Now, I, look, I thought all of the talk about the lonely trophy and how grateful it, he is to be a Jet, I thought it was all poppycock. All right? But <laughs> – Go ahead. Nothing. You're just an old man sometimes. <laughs> poppycock. But anyway, poppycock was the perfect word oh, for You're that. right. That's you know what, what I you thought are it was. You a wordsmith. Go but ahead. But I believe him now. I totally believe him. I, I mean, he is – you give up that much money, yeah. and he's got reason to because the team could be really good. So, so before I even get to the Aaron Rodgers thing, Wilds, do you realize what's happened to our dear Broussard? He's all in on the Jets. Bruce Nets have uh, become Bruce Jets. As the Nets have decided – Because it rhymes. Because really, it rhymes. And because you need a New York-adjacent team to attack. I just feel like that's what's happening. I You're feel like we Jets. are seeing – He's trying to push I me to pick like them and, to win it all. And with, that's what no, he's doing. I, I don't have to push you anywhere. It seems like you really love this team. Here's the thing. I am going to be very consistent. I do think Aaron has handled this offseason – a plus. Mm-hmm. I thought he did a great job with the press conference. He backed it up by showing up to the OTAs. He backed it up by ingratiating himself with his teammates, it, giving the money back. It maybe its impact w- will be is being overstated, but maybe it's not. Maybe they do get an excellent player because of it. But it's certainly a selfless thing, mm-hmm. and it certainly could help the team and can't hurt the team. So I buy all of that. Unfortunately, and now just to go back. Let's say I believed Aaron Rodgers about being 90% retired. Well, then by his own timeline, he is a very fickle person about his career at this point. He can go from almost retired to unretired to a Packer to a Jet. So if right now, this moment, he says, I want to be here for multiple years. Oh, the multiple that, years thing is. The, no, for because that's what no, I think I this is talking about. He's obviously all in on this season, but he has, over the last few weeks, up to and including to, today, to, right. he has made it clear that he is He's like, yeah, things can happen, injuries can happen, but I, you know, they gave up a lot for me. This not to just be a one-year thing. I think that can go can change very quickly. I think if this year goes poorly, 
if he gets banged around as much as I think you believe he will because of the offensive line issues and the strength of the front sevens within that division in particular, I am not at all certain he's the Jets quarterback next year. But I do think he has been a great Jet. Like, in his very brief tenure and done the right thing. I think he intends on being their quarterback for at least two years. And if it goes badly, like, let's say he's just washed. Like, we saw last year and he's even worse. They may not even want him back for another year. They're gonna want him back. If he's that bad, if he's that bad, they win eight games. Oh, they'll eight games be their best season in a decade. They would a hundred percent want more than they won with Zach Wilson Um, and Mike White. Guys moved at the trade deadline last year. Calvin Ridley, Kadarius Tony, your guy. McCaffrey got moved. Roquan Smith and Robert Quinn. Do you think there's any issue since he was talking specifically about the trade deadline getting a guy? Do you think that guy, if you're Joe Douglas, like has to be an offensive guy? No. I don't think so. Uh, I, 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 I don't think that's what he was implying, and I don't think that's what – I think it was just to help the team. And that is where I will – I will give Aaron credit in that I do think his, his objectives are pr- aligned exactly with the team right now for the first time probably in a long time of his career where he does truly just want to win and he does want to have the best pieces around on both sides of the ball. I buy that entirely. I just don't think they're good enough. I don't think he's good enough anymore. I don't think the roster's good enough. I don't think the head coach is good enough in order for these things to happen. But I don't, I don't think he's being phony about this no. at all. No. I, I, wow. I'm just amazed. I'm amazed that you think Aaron Rodgers is all in, and they're not going to be very good. Yeah, I I get you. You're just you. I think inside you do think they're going to be good. I don't. You don't want to have the Patriots be last in the division. They're going to be good. Really, you think the Patriots are going to be better than them? Yeah. Okay. Yes, I do. But go ahead. I I just think you're sticking to your guns, and I like that. No, they've got a great defense. Again, we beat them twice last year. And then, oh, but they got Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, they Bailey got Bailey Zappi took Aaron Rodgers to overtime in Lambeau. <laughs> Zappi's a good player. Zappi's excellent. Zappi's a good player. He's a great yeah. player. Uh, let's take a look at MVP odds. All quarterbacks up there. Uh-huh. One Prince, excuse me. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Rodgers coming in at eight. Not a prince. Huge goatee. Um, really? <laughs> massive. He's right about that. A- <laughs> uh, all right, so, Brew, this would be his fifth MVP. It would tie him. With Peyton, for the record, could you see this happening? Well, look, you guys know when it comes to dark horse MVPs, I'm excellent at. You're pre- unparalleled. Jameis Winston was not alive before he got hurt. No, in the, he was five no. and two. No, that, fourteen that, touchdowns, three picks. No, okay, okay. He Go was ahead. alive, and they were winning. He, Go so. Ahead. I dark horse is the right Came word. Back from that injury, now, I'm not saying Dalton he's over him. But he's not a favorite. No. By any stretch. But Dark Horse? Absolutely. Why? The, well, one, the team could be very good. If he's not washed, if he's 85% of the player he was two years ago, okay, 90% of that player, they got a good chance, I'd say, to win the division. Oh. We'll see if I pick them, but I'm saying they have a chance. The defense is solid. You got a great receiver in Garrett Wilson, and I think a nice receiving core overall, good running backs. And here's the thing, Nick, and you've talked about this. The narrative, the narrative is absolutely delicious. I mean, comeback year, all right, comeback year, all from a down year, goes to a new team, goes to a team that hasn't made the playoff in a dozen years, Mm -hmm. a team that hasn't won the division in, what, like 20 years, and if he led them to a division title, I mean, the storyline is right there for him okay. to, if he does have a bounce back year, I think he could be have a go shot. Go ahead, Wiles. You yeah, literally raised you. your hand. So I think I convinced you. No, he, you didn't, but go ahead. Can I just jump it? You are not picking the Jets to win the AFC East. He might. Mm. Can I just say something? I, right now, I'm not there. Bro, we've worked together for three years. I've known you for 15 years, maybe. Yeah, you, are, you are picking the Bills. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm 100% positive. Okay, I'm. Well, I'm you, 100% while positive. You, your recent track record you, of 100% positivity <laughs> is right. not great. I'm 100% the, positive. You're not nice. Again, <laughs> <laughs> and once again, now you're over three. So here's the thing. I think America is set. How good Rodgers will be aside for a moment. 
I think America, led by Chris Broussard, oh. is wildly overrating the Jets' offensive talent. Wildly. So let's just go through it. We all agree the offensive line could be a major problem. We all agree. You basically, okay, stop your argument the, there. No, no, no. But, but let's just, but hold on. We all liked Brees Hall, who right now is not even on track to be able to play week one. He's on the pup list. He's coming. He's a running back who was a rookie last year coming off an ACL. The tight end position is not one of their strengths at all. So then it gets to the receivers. Let's talk about the receivers. Their number three receiver, McCole Hardman, didn't have 300 yards last year, has never in his career had a 700-yard season. Never once. I like the guy. He's a chief. He's a champion. He made a great catch for us in the playoff game when he got hurt. But he is not some type of dynamic. He's a playmaker, but he's not a consistent playmaker. Their number two, Alan Lazard, has had more than 550 yards one season ever, has always had great quarterbacks because he's always had Aaron Rodgers, has never had 800 yards. Oh, Nick, what about Garrett Wilson? Garrett Wilson is good. Is Garrett Wilson one of the 10 best number one receivers in the league? I don't know. I don't know. I can show you a blind reveal for Garrett Wilson against a player that – let's just show it. There's, do we agree, guys, that these two players have shockingly similar numbers except for touchdowns? Do we agree, Bruce? Yes, yes. Okay. That is – reveal it, please. Garrett Wilson and Christian Kirk. Nobody is out here saying Christian Kirk is a great receiver. Nobody oh, is you saying walked that. right into You hold said on. it on the T for hold, 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 Okay, go ahead. What did I say? Christian Kirk had the Prince yeah. throwing to okay, him. that's fine. Who did who did Garrett Wilson have right. going to him? And Guys that problem. aren't even close to the right. Prince. So let's go to rookie receivers last year who had Andy Dalton and Desmond Ritter and Marcus Mariota throwing to him. Is, is Chris Alave... Uh, are we sure Garrett Wilson's better than Chris Alave? Well, Alave is a, is a talented receiver. Yes, that's the point. There's talented receivers all over the league. Here's my question. He's in, better than Christian Kirk. In the in Gary the Wilson? in the I agree with that. Okay. But no one in the AFC for pass because the Jets' offensive strength is going to have to be their pass catchers, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Do they have a better receiving core than Miami? Of no, course not. No. Cincinnati, no chance. The Chargers, no way. Right. So now we're at three. The Raiders, no. The Jags, now that they've added Ridley with Kirk already there, well, I would say We don't no. know what Ridley's going to be. It's He's been two be years. I think Ridley's okay. going to be good, but we'll you're right. See. We'll see. Buffalo with Diggs and the tight end that I know you love that they drafted. No, I, and I Dawson like Knox. Now we're at six. What about the Chiefs, who have Travis Kelsey as a pass catcher? Yeah, he's good. So my point is they, they are average – at their best thing. I wouldn't say average. At, I just listed seven teams, bro. There's only 16 or 15, 16 in the conference. They, they're, in the AFC. I say they can, they're with some of those low, lesser teams that you mentioned, like the 6 7. Yeah. That's okay. But if the defense is that good, they can win games 17 14, and Aaron Rodgers can stack wins with 208 passing yards. That's my fear. See, Christina, I'm the, nice. The, if Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. like I said, if he's close to what he was two years ago, why can't they win? Because guys other than Tom Brady don't get old, way older and, and or approach 40, be injured, change teams, and have a resurgence at this position in this league. He is it an all-time happen. great. Yeah. Okay. It's not just a guy that was pretty good. I got it. Okay, listen, oh. I just I don't I don't buy it. I just don't buy it. I don't either. So well, there you go. You don't want to buy it. That's but I, I don't. He hasn't thrown for 300 Wild. yards in 23 games. Wild. You had an opportunity. I know you don't yell at Brew the way you yell yeah. at me, but he kind of questioned your integrity there. When he I'm, said, just saying, when he no, said, I'm just saying, no, I'm just saying, you are such a this. Patriots fan. The, see, you, there you go. The Jets could be 7-1, yeah. and one and yeah. you will still be 7-1. If they're 7-1, seven seven one, I will respect the Jets. See, but if they're 1-7, am I allowed to say, you He's know what? If they're 1-7, yeah. He's questioning the record, also a Chiefs fan. I wouldn't. (laughs) Coming up next, Bill Belichick puts to bed any rumors of a quarterback controversy. He does the opposite. That's how he talks. Okay, well. Next on FS1 in the Fox Sports Channel and Sirius XM. soccer fans are you ready for the 2023 fifa women's world cup as we are that's right australia and new zealand look out state of the union is coming off the post and in 
and we'll be going above and beyond down under. We'll have new podcast episodes every single match day. So follow Alexi Lawless's State of the Union on the Fox app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to a dynastic show. I wonder if he's going to unleash this one. Turn down the volume on your... <laughs> Yesterday, Belichick went on SiriusXM and said that the Patriots quarterbacks would get a chance to compete, and we'll see how it goes. And everyone started freaking out. By everyone, I mean Nick Wright. Maybe there's a QB battle. Maybe there's a QB controversy. Well, today, Bill Belichick clarified like only he could. Take a listen. You're talking about the quarterbacks, and you said we'll give them a chance to compete and see how it goes. Is that implying that the quarterback job is kind of open for a competition during camp? Everybody's out here competing. It's all 90 guys. Yeah, that's what we're all here for. Just go out and compete. So Mac Jones isn't necessarily your Everybody's out here competing. Like everybody's out here competing. That's what everybody's doing. Hello. <laughs> that's that's how it works. <laughs> Welcome, Coach Mangini. Coach, something or nothing. And I don't mean to step on your answer, but it's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that answer is nothing. And that, that answer is the stock answer. And when I was first looking at it, I was wondering whether he was referencing directly to them or whether he was giving the standard, like, we're all here to compete, everybody's job is open. So that's nothing. But if you go back to, to what he said yesterday, Ooh. that's something. Oh. And we have that. So this is where he's, he's reacting specifically to them will give them a chance to compete and see how it goes. So that's not the stock answer. And I don't remember many times where he, where we were dealing with Tom Brady and he's saying, hey, we're going to give them a chance to compete, him and everybody else in the room. And, and really, last year, I don't remember him specifically saying, we're going to give them a chance no, to compete it was Max's and job. see how it goes. It was yeah. clearly Max's job. So today it's, it's nothing, and that's in response to the, to the fallout from what he did say yesterday where he specifically referenced the quarterbacks. And, and I would imagine that they are going to get a chance to compete. Sure. And not, not the stock way. They are going to get a chance to compete to see whether or not Bailey Zappi can beat them out. That's totally wow. fair. Oh, wait a second. Wait a second here. You got so – you didn't even think this should be in the show. And then – I'm trying to get you, out of the show. And you were convinced that Coach was going to come out here. He basically said nothing. No. That no he answer, said no. it's something. That he answer said was nothing. There you go. go but ahead. that was in reaction to yesterday. Okay. Competing. Which, which was Hold a, on. Can I – let me ask a question. What have we seen that demonstrates Belichick loves Mac Jones? Uh, who cares? No. Was it, Valentine's well, Day? No. Nothing. Dating back, and I, you, you killed me when I made a big deal of it when it happened, but dating back to the somewhat emasculating wind game when Belichick wanted to make we, the point. We beat the Bills. At the, right. And you, you won the battle and you lost the war if the war was trying to develop a franchise quarterback because he's been a different player since then. But maybe that's not it. Oh, well, okay, that's fine. Well, no, they coach, lost that's fine. when they brought that, in Patricia. Hold on, but that's fine. But okay, who brought in Patricia? Yeah, Belichick. Belichick. If you believe we have a future star quarterback, do you fool around with it like that? Probably not. This offseason, has Bill Belichick operated as a coach who believes we have a star franchise quarterback that needs to be nurtured? Of course not. Wilds, last year when they did the Bears game, the back and forth, that was in and out. Okay, would you do that? To a franchise what? quarterback. That was maniacal. Of, that was a, a really bad decision-making. Uh, so, Bill, Bill's, Bill's patience with quarterbacks 
is pretty small. This is the guy who cut Bernie Kosar in Cleveland. Yeah. There's no loyalty to that position. He eventually moved on from Tom Brady. <clears throat> so if you think Mac Jones, just because he had a little bit of success his first season with every possible advantage surrounding him as he came in, and then he goes out of the system and he kind of embarrasses Bill by looking for help and, and making his situation even worse. There's not, there's not a lot of, like, sitting back going, wow, that, that guy, I, I really want to go all in on him. And it's not like Mac has lit it up to the point <laughs> so where bad. you should go all in on him. <laughs> Wild like, so I, I, I get well, it. Yeah. Now, uh, obviously, it's Belichick's decision, but there also was a lot of talk that Bill O'Brien, one of the reasons he came back was because of his relationship with Mac Jones oh. and that he liked Mac Jones. Yeah, Alabama. Yeah, and he had worked with him before the draft. So, I mean, look, Jones should be the number one quarterback right now. Now, he maybe will lose the job during the season, but he had, I think he's even earned the number one job right now. I'm with you. A good rookie year. It's horrible situation his second year. And you, you, same thing with Trevor. Trevor was in a bad situation as a rookie, came back, had a great year. Mac had a good rookie year. Terrible situation. Right. Just because of the OC was a decent. Unfortunately, time moves in one direction. Okay, so can we, I show you? Let's yeah. see how this competition is going because I agree with Coach. And if it's an open competition, if Billy Zappi's out there you throwing laser with... beams, he can start. That's fine. It's an open competition. It's a oh. meritocracy in Foxborough. Here's the quote. Mac had a good offseason from Bill. He's one of our offseason award winners. He already won a trophy. Add it to your Pro Bowl certificate. <laughs> First in, last out of the building. Really does a good job being on top of everything we're doing so he can lead from the quarterback position in terms of play calling and those types of things. You know why? What he's referring to? That yoga he was doing when he was laying around on the ground. And then Mark Daniels is from today. Mac Jones' first three days of camp, 1931. Not great. Two INTs that we saw. Last three days? Oh my gosh. 74% I rounded up. 25 out of 34. Do they not allow touchdowns at camp? I don't know. I'm not sure how it works. Not with I, this saw, defense. I saw zero in both of them. I not with this defense. I, so it's what? fine. It's a non-story. He's starting. He's going to be great. We're all good. I don't. I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a non-story. Oh it's 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 the re, it's it's a non-story in the sense that it's a reality, and it's been a reality for a long time. And it was a reality when Mac didn't play well, and then Mac went out of the system. Like that, it became a reality last year, as much as anything. And I don't know if Bill O'Brien came back because of Mac Jones. I find that hard to believe. He's like, oh, I'm gonna come back into pro football just because of Mac Jones. I mean, I, Nick Saban is is a pretty difficult guy to work like challenging he yeah. you have to do like bill may be, bill may be like a, a little bit more relaxing from that environment and he gets back into pro football uh, if this is a race I, the the stagger that mac jones gets is massive i get that he starts if if they perform equally this offseason max the starter yes. if bailey performs a little bit better max the starter but if ba if mac jones when these were the numbers last year we can show it to you if mac jones this preseason turns the ball over repeatedly and zappy doesn't zappy absolutely could be the week one starter and if it's an Week even one start, well, it, it, yes, if he's abysmal, of And here, and if and if Mac does not this preseason, if we could show the schedule, really separate himself from Zappy, then whoever the Week One starter is will be somewhat irrelevant because after the Eagles and Dolphins and Jets and Cowboys defense cut you up, if Mac's turning the ball over, then Zappy will be the starter before Halloween. So like this is. The idea that he, you have an, I just don't believe the Patriots have an entrenched starter. Okay. I when think Mac Jones was healthy. He started every game. He had he had that injury that that sh we're talking about him being out. He came back. He played uh, that one. The Bears, Bears game, game was, was a disaster yes. and made no sense and was yeah. inconsistent with Belichick when we Then he started everything. When Cam Newton was getting benched all throughout that season, Cam Newton was always the starter. I think, Coach, and tell me if I'm wrong. As a um, benefit of the doubt to Bill O'Brien, they're going to keep one guy in and, and maybe go through some rough, rough waters and stick with him. What, what do you mean by benefit of the doubt? Uh, he means because it will help Bill O'Brien. It will reflect poorly on Bill O'Brien. It's like, all right, Bill, now you have an, another new quarterback. You're here for four games now, like we're going to bring no, him I, I don't think he's worried about the benefit of the doubt for Bill O'Brien at all. Okay. If Bill thinks that, that Bailey Zappi is going to have a better chance to win, He's going to play him. And, and what I'd say is, even if, if Mac Jones wins, the amount of, of um, leeway that he's going to be given 
is going to be extremely small. Oh. And so he may, he may win out and he may start week one, but he's going to have to show that he's made tremendous strides from last season and that the growth is continuing and that he can put some points on the board. Otherwise, it's a little bit of, a, of an arms race in that division. You've got a bunch of quarterbacks that can score points, and you've got some really good defenses. New England's going to have to put up some points to match these other teams. You know what we should have probably done then? Giving DeAndre Hopkins an extra $3 bucks. Well, yeah. That worried about it. <laughs> Another, yeah, Pubs, are we doing this other story that. or yes, not? Yes, we're doing it. <laughs> yep. What? He's so bummed. He's so thought you were Turn our attention to Bill Belichick. 24th season as the Patriots head coach. He's won 71% of his regular season games in New England. Only 500 since Brady left. Also has most playoff wins of any coach ever, 31, but zero since Brady left. Coach, I'll start you, uh, with you again. There's Matt Patricia, so that's not recent. Are you buying Belichick is on the hot seat? Yeah. Yeah, so look, he's been... 25 and 25 since Tom left. He hasn't had a 10-win season since Tom left. They haven't gone to the playoffs in two out of the last three seasons. He said they spent the 27th most amount of money. Mr. Kraft said they've always given money. They asked Mr. Kraft what his expectations was. He said his seventh ring. So when you set the standard as it's excellence, then and, and if it's not excellent, we're going to cut you. So then the th- same thing applies. If you're not excellent, then, then you are judged by the same standard that you've set for everybody else. And, and if the standard is that then he shouldn't be surprised if, if Mr. Kraft holds him to the same standard. And I don't know if 500 non-playoff football That's is considered idea. excellent. I, I just – I don't understand. Do does anybody think Tomlin should be on the hot seat? Steelers haven't won a playoff game no. in five years. Mm-hmm. They, the la- they, they made the playoffs recently. That was the famous better than a bye game. It was not that dissimilar from the Patriots making it, and the Bills It was better than a bye for the Bills. Why is Tomlin still considered awesome? Because his defenses are great and because he's making the most that he can with mediocre quarterback play. Now, Big Ben is a Hall of Famer, but at the end he was not great. Had a rookie in Kenny Pickett. I, I don't. I, I do like the sports movie component of Belichick getting knifed, you know, right before right. getting Shula because he did that to so many people. I understand there is, you know, some poetry to that, but I don't I, – I, we all think Tomlin's a great coach. All of us would say that if they said Tomlin's on the hot seat, if they don't win a playoff game this year, we'd say that's insane. Agreed. I don't understand why Belichick wouldn't get the same dispensation. He, I don't think he's underachieved. Because you've established a way that the Patriots do business, and you establish a criteria and a standard for what it means to be to play Patriot football. And Patriot football is not 500 football. It's Thank not you. missing the playoffs. It's not not. It's not. Uh, not even being close to contention for the Super Bowl. That's not it. And Mr. Kraft has made a lot of decisions over time. He made the decision to bring Bill Belichick in and trade a first-round draft pick. He made the decision to keep Tom Brady when they wanted to get rid of him the first time, and they won a Super Bowl. He conceded on the decision to move on from Tom Brady, and Tom goes and wins a Super Bowl. So if Mr. Kraft is feeling like maybe this is time, the guy's got incredible instincts that have been proved over time, and there is a standard that's been set. And the standard is the standard, and wow. we, you, know, can't, you can't be coach, surprised if you get the standard. Six Super Bowls he's won? They, I mean, I, they're, this is hey, just the Hey, we're on to Cincinnati. That's right. <laughs> no, Cincinnati. I get we're all that. On, right, we're, it, I that's think great. Nick, that, I, that's fantastic. Nick didn't say it today, but I, I think Nick is right in that maybe they would take away some of the personnel decisions from him. But to oh, yeah. take him, stop they, him from coaching? They think they could, you know, split the baby. Fire, like, and he's that, I think they would like to see him break Don Shula's record in, in yeah, the I, Patriots I, uniform. I, would, I can't wait to That's see gonna the be person three they years. come in, they bring in to take away the personnel from Bill Belichick. <laughs> I like, I can't wait work. to see those. Dra- work. Like, how are those draft meetings in free agency <laughs> meetings going to work? It's not going to work. Oh, oh. Hey, Bill, he can't Bill you're, wrong Bill on, you're wrong on those players. Oh, guys. We're going to bring in Coach, these players. Do you hear the music? We're about to talk about coming up. America's oh. favorite team other than the Chiefs. It's really England's favorite team. Good. <laughs> hey, college football fans. Joel Klatt here, and I am so happy to announce my new interview series, The Joel Klatt Show Big Noon Conversations. Every Monday, we will bring you a candid conversation with the most influential voices in college football. From Colorado's Coach Prime to Coach Saban down in Tuscaloosa, we sit down and discuss all things college football. Download the Joel Klatt Show Big Noon Conversations wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to the new Joel Klatt Show YouTube channel. 
Uh, time to hit the Prince music. That's where it's <coughs> wonderful from the National Pastimes. Oh, Jaguars open their season on the road against the Colts offense. Travis Etienne, Calvin Ridley, Zay Jones, Evan Ingram, and Christian Kirk. Here's Kirk on his expectations for the offense. Take a listen. Coach Peterson has said that he could see you guys adding seven more points a game, going from 24 to 31. That would lead the league. Is is that what is that how good you think that you guys can be on offense? Most definitely, and I, I think that's the goal. Um, you know, we step on this field to be the best offense in the league, and that's our mindset. Yeah, yeah maybe. obviously. Obviously, they can be the best offense in the league. Obviously, they can be the highest scoring offense in the league. Obviously, they can have the league MVP. Obviously, because of the division and the schedule, they could be a 13-win team. I don't want to say the one seed because you got to see, you know, it's hard to be the one seed if someone else goes undefeated in the conference. But 13 the, wins. Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, you, you guys feel free to be on the right side of the Trevor Lawrence story this year or just be wrong in front of the trumpeters all year this year like you were last year. I'll take my Guys, year two, year two of Doug Peterson, Trevor Lawrence coming off a brilliant second half of the season, an excellent postseason run. What? And, oh, I'm sorry. He had a, he had a rocky first rocky? half hour in the playoffs. Four and then he had interceptions? Five, then he, yeah, and then he had five touchdowns, one pick the rest of the way. But he had Be- five touchdowns, five interceptions in the playoffs. Yes, I understand. 50-50. But it was zero to Every four touchdown, he threw in the first half You don't use that logic of game Josh Allen. The, we're not talking about Josh, Josh Allen. Allen just five interceptions in two games Thank and he, five touchdowns. By the way, last year, Josh Allen Trevor Lawrence, both division winners, both won a playoff game, both lost in round two. The difference was Trevor lost in round two on the road to the champs. Josh lost in round two by being blown out at home. So don't don't again, you guys just don't want to admit that Peyton Manning 2.0 has arrived, and that's what he is. And so, yeah, they're going to be really good. Look, I, I like Trevor Lawrence a lot. Okay. No, I, I do. Mean, don't go there. That's also And I think true. they can – no, I – You can't just say every guy he likes. You I do say, I like, like Trevor Lawrence, and I think they'll win the division. The problem is Nick goes overboard. Did I go overboard Now, call me year? crazy for thinking the wig and the bugle boys is overboard. Okay, those are All right. it's royal like that, trumpeteers. You turn us against these guys, so to speak. I, I That's like true. Trevor. I just don't think they're going to have the best offense in the league. You ripped up uh, the Jets receiving core. This is a great receiving it's core. It's better than the it's Jets. It's okay. How many Pro Bowls between those guys? All is three it, of them. Probably one yeah, with probably, Calvin Ridley. Uh, Ridley. I don't even know if Ridley has one. Well, I was And he hasn't played in two years. It's zero. It's zero. Are you sure? And Ridley hasn't played in two years. Well, does Ridley he have one He hasn't played competitive he football in two years. Yards. Let's see what he does. All right? So, no, I'm not being the Chiefs, the Bills, the Eagles. To, to make the jump to be the best the best off in the league, I think, is a pretty significant jump. And Look, they were 10th in, in a lot of categories this, this past year. But, but there's some problems. Like, one problem is they lost their starting tackle, so they're going to replace him with a rookie. Chase. That one's tough. And then their other, their other tackle is suspended for the first game, or first four games, so he's going to be replaced by a guy who hard. started a total of six games. So both tackles have a combined six games NFL experience to start the season. So that could be problematic. Yeah. You add Calvin Ridley, he hasn't played in two years. Hopefully, hopefully, he's the guy that he was. But there's no guarantee that he is. And then with Trevor Lawrence, I know we want to anoint him, and I know we're going to talk a lot about him. But it's it, it's it's a little bit too early to to start singing. It's that about tune. to be too late. Okay, it's going to be too late soon. Okay, well, <laughs> what do you mean? Late. Late. And, and and we're going to talk. We'll talk even more in depth about about his his ups and downs. Yes. I mean, if we did if we did the same category that we did with Josh Allen, you'd just see the same pattern that you have. Thank you, Coach. with Trevor Lawrence. It's, it's, it's a double. Let's standard. let's see whether or not there it's, can be some consistency with his performance as opposed to the roller coaster ride that he's had. It is not a double standard. It is one guy on the NFL Top 100 came in 93rd. The other guy has finished top five multiple times. So when I, yes, of course, I held Josh Allen to a standard of consistent excellence because he was the MVP favorite, your MVP pick. People were saying he might be the best he quarterback in football. Yeah, and, 13 the, and, right. the standard is fine, but the way that what you're measuring by is inconsistency. So if 
inconsistency dings this guy, then inconsistency well, should ding the other guy, too. I get it. There, it, it. Guys, if the table is point is Trevor Lawrence and Josh Allen are equals, then I've won the argument already. No, that's, so that's I'm fine not with the it. table. Okay, well, then I don't, then I don't follow. It. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. You, once again, where are the trumpeters? I hope they're warming up. Because you guys bit, you guys must forget when you bent the knee on national television. I did not do that. We're on the tape. He bent the knee. Did we you saw bend him do the it. Knee? They bent wow. the knee. Well, did you bend the knee? I didn't bend. This was a big day. <laughs> Head to Buffalo, where the Bills have got themselves a Lombardi Trophy. Now it's not a real one; it's just plastered on their wall. But Ben Volen of the Boston Globe asked McDermott about it, and he said. It's just a daily reminder of what we're here to do and what we're trying to accomplish. And more than anything internally, it's to keep us focused on that through the course of the season when that can get clouded with the journey. Coach, I could see you loving this. I could also see you hating this. Where are you at? I, I, I'm somewhere in between. I, I appreciate this. I appreciate what he's trying to do because it's hard to motivate a group and, and, and it's hard to, to consistently refocus a group on what's important. However, each time, the times when I've been around it and it's been really good and really successful, the focus was never at the peak. It was always at the next step. Oh. And when people talk about the climbing mountains, I mean, most of those guys that, that scale those giant mountains, they're just talking about the next foothold that they have to get to move up and not about not about the summit so I think that's a problem and when you have something like this and and everybody's trying to get the Lombardi trophy every team is that's the goal and if it doesn't go well and you're getting into those moments what's reminding you about what's important which is the next step and it could be like a tattoo you've seen those tattoos that that people get sometimes where you know, after they, they get it, they just feel like, why did I do it? You know what I mean? Like, you don't want to have regrets, and, and, and you don't want to have to live with that giant banner if it goes yeah. off. I, I hear you, Coach. Yeah, look, worry, like, you can lose sight of the journey, right? Like, it's one game at a time. But overall, I like it. I like it. Like, I think a team that hadn't made the playoffs for so many years before McDermott got there, then he, you know, makes them a perennial contender. That can feel like a sense of accomplishment. And this is saying, no, we haven't done anything yet. This is the goal. And I, and I love that, Wilds. Okay. Why are you shaking your head? Why don't they, why don't they put up two then? Because <laughs> you got to get one first. Exactly. And it's fresh. They, like you said, it's tough to motivate guys. They've got essentially the same team, and you need something fresh and something new to just say this is I a different year. I love six. it. Put up six. Like, we're chasing the Patriots. I just, we want you to be like, that's ridiculous. Well, so is one. Nah. It's I just ridiculous. Love that they one? The they show. have no shot? It's just life imitating art. It's that's so great. We gave up. the Bills banners they hadn't quite earned, and now they're giving themselves banners they haven't earned. It's beautiful. Head out to San Francisco where Trey Lance – is backing up Brock Purdy and maybe Sam Darnold too? Here's John Lynch. I know there's been a lot of talk about the opportunities he's not getting. I'm proud of him for what he's doing with the opportunities he is getting. And, um, you know, there's a plan. Um, he'll, He'll continue to earn these opportunities and he'll have plenty to show who he is. Okay. Uh, Mike Silver, San Francisco Chronicle, writing, worst case, the 49ers could cut Lance. Okay. And yes, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but this scenario is not outside the realm of possibility. Come on, man. This is the craziest thing I've ever seen, Coach. Which part? The, 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 Trey Lance was drafted from a 1AA school having not played a year. Mm-hmm. They knew that. His rookie season, he played in a total of two and a half games aside from like a rush here. You know, it really started two games and was right. forced into action. In those two and a half games, he had five touchdowns, two picks, a 97 rating, and ran for 168 yards. Threw for an average of 200 yards a game and ran for an average of 55 yards a game. That was his entire rookie season. His second year, he this is the last pass he threw. I'm going to show it to you if we have it. I think we do. I'm sorry. There's the last couple of passes. They're not great. The reason I'm showing it to you is you see how you can barely see the screen? Yeah. It's because they were in a monsoon. And here's how the game ended with guys doing belly flops yep. on, on the field. That's it. The next game, he broke his leg. So how, coach, can they be out on it? How can he be they see him in practice they, they, every day? The thing you wonder is, is this a personnel decision, not a coaching decision? 
Because the only person that ever really talks glowingly about Trey Lance is John Lynch. Do you ever hear Shanahan talking about how good no. Trey Lance is doing or how much progress he's making or the opportunities that he's going to get or the things that, you know, the, the way he's working in, in the classroom? He talks, who does he talk about? He, he talks about the guy they just brought in. He, yeah, he, Sam com- he compares Sam DeHarnold to, to Steve Young, <laughs> not, the, not the other kid. And he so loved Brock Purdy. As this plays out and the, and, and the praise only comes from the personnel department and never from coaching, you start to think, well, maybe on draft day, coaches wanted one guy, personnel wanted another, personnel had final say, they picked him. Now he's not been great, so it's very easy for coaches to say, okay, well, we've got Brock Purdy and we're going to move forward with him. Mm. Sometimes that's how it plays out in the long term. Nick, it does seem like they could cut him. I mean, he loves money so that you'd gain nothing by cutting. But, but like, what he's played five games in four years, including Division I AA. And you always talking about Trevor Lawrence and his high school, CYO, Pop Warner, all that. Brock Purdy, even though he was Mr. Irrelevant, was a better prospect coming out of high school than Trey Lance. At least Brock Purdy played in the Big 12. Trey Lance did play FCS. So, I mean, I don't know what type of potential he has. Clearly, Shanahan's not enthralled I, with him. I get. I just th- listen. If the Niners didn't take him at three, he was universally considered a first. If round they pick. didn't trade so, up multiple no, no, picks I get to get it, him at let, three, but let's too. say they traded all those picks and took Mac. Someone was taking Trey Lance in the top twenty. Mm-hmm. He has not been given an opportunity, and I'm not saying he's great. I'm saying if they were to move on from him with him having thrown 120 career passes, it would be one of the most jarring instances of just wasted opportunity that I what can remember. What if Purdy is special? I mean, he's not. Well, he might be. He's not. No, no, no. Okay. He's, he's he had the best passer rating in the league in the what, see nine where games he played. You can still find out that he's special while giving Trey Lance a role. Yeah. And, and Let's see some where Purdy is on the field. I mean, that. they see him in practice. The practices must be bad. Uh, welcome back to the show. Long way to go. It's time for a new segment called Nick's QB Pyramid. And just to let you under the hood a little bit, we're looking for a Tuesday franchise, and this might be it. <laughs> 28 quarterbacks in a pyramid. Sam Howell, not on the list, however. Spoiler alert. Yeah. To my dismay and protest. Sorry about that. But, that. again, it's a work in progress, and we're trying our best. Next time. He won't be admitted. Nick, take it away. Also, by the way, I'll just be honest. We were going to wait until I got the official trademark of the name to call it this. But QB Pyramid, also known as Mahomes Mountain. Mahomes Imagine Mountain. it like as a, a mountaintop. You're trying to get up to the top <laughs> like Mahomes where Mahomes is going to reside all year long. <laughs> so here's the deal. Rookies are ineligible for the Pyramid until they play their first game unless they are such a no-brainer, can't miss, like Trevor obviously wouldn't have been ineligible. None of the rookies this year are in that category. So those four guys, don't look at them as bottom-tier guys. They're just not on there yet. 28 spots on a seven-level pyramid or Mahomes Mountain. So a couple guys get left out. Sorry, Desmond Ritter. Sorry, Sam Howell. You're not on there. Bottom row. Uh, these Here we go. Howell and Ritter out. Uh, these are all either young, unproven guys like Jordan Love or Kenny Pickett or guys that could lose their job at any moment like McCorkle, Baker, Russell Wilson, those guys. And listen, Wilds likes Brock Purdy. I'm not as high on Brock Purdy. Brew, once again, you look like you bit into a sour pear. <laughs> Is that Russell Wilson? Bro. Yeah. What? He had, he had statistically his worst year of his career. One year. Like several years. How many Pro Bowls? Nine, ten? You, you keep throwing this. He's going to be a Hall of Famer? That was so what? He's with the Where quarterback whisper. Sean Payton. Okay. I, the offensive line is improved. Yeah. He had, there were what? What did Sean Payton say? Dozens of hands with dirt on them yeah, around. The, the two biggest I'm, just, I'm not saying he should be top five or ten. Okay. But bottom tier? Bottom tier. Russell Wilson? He's outside of the top 20. Okay. You will eat well, your Well, I'm word. very curious <laughs> on this next tier who you would have Russell Wilson out of. These guys are right around the top 20. This is would be guys, I guess, 16 through 21. We can reveal it now. They, they can be competent. Even at times excellent, but they're impossible, any of them, to rely on or fully believe in. 
all of them at various times. We've seen them. Oh, my God, that was a great game. But week to week, there is no consistency. Once again, why is Brew on camera? Well, the, the God put Russ ahead of his Kyler Murray right now. And, and is that Jimmy G? Yeah. Jimmy G? You want Jimmy G higher? Brew, you don't even believe in him. Can yet. I see the graphic? Oh, no. the, the graphic says it all. Oh. I'm about, Wiles, why do they play the game? Play, play Look win. at the names. Yeah, Mahomes, Brady, graphic. Starbuck, Lamar, Montana, Peyton, and Jimmy G. Yeah. Okay, so you have to. So I'm just saying he Brew. wins games. So the Raiders, you think, are going to be above 500? I don't believe in the coach. Okay. <laughs> I don't believe in the coach, but okay. it won't be Jimmy G's fault. Okay, That's so all I'm Jimmy saying. G, I just you want just you to understand the math. I just want you to understand the math. Everyone above him, there's only 15 people above him. So you think Jimmy G's top 15 quarterback? You think he's better than all I'm those guys? I'm just saying these tiers are. Well, well they're levels of a pyramid. They're not strange. Tiers, tiers are strange. on Wednesdays. Fifth row, these are all top 15 guys. The toughest one to rank was Justin Fields. I understand some people are saying he could be league MVP this year. I don't buy that. I do buy they invested in the offensive line. They added DJ Moore. They've given him more weapons. He is dynamic running the football, and he was so great. And I know you guys kill me on this in high school and college. I want to believe in him. But so I, this is, to me, a fair ranking for him. Everyone else can definitively win you games. We have seen them do it in their career. Stafford won you a Super Bowl. I'm worried about him with the injury. Two obviously rewarded at the end. Cousins and Geno both were excellent in the regular season last year, but they're just outside the top 10. All right, next row. These are top 10 guys. Not top five guys, but top 10 guys. Uh, Rodgers felt too high to me, but I couldn't put any of the guys a row below him above him. I, Tua maybe, but Tua's health is such a concern. You can't knock Rodgers with the playoff stuff and then put Cousins out of him. So Rodgers in a fair spot. Dak, Herbert, and Lamar speak for themselves. Excellent players. You can absolutely win games, not, you know, you can win games because of them, I should say, but not quite a top five ish guy. So here we go. These are the true stars, superstars, even. We can reveal it right now. Jalen Hurts has only gotten better. Caleb Williams, more on him in a moment. Josh Allen, it, even though there are some real valleys, the peaks are so incredibly wait, I mean, high. This is just, and I understand people are like, wait, is that Caleb Williams? Is that a USC jersey? It is. And I know Coach Mangini and others would rather be six hours late for the train than a touch early. But I tell you, the moment Caleb Williams got his first college football action, the moment, stepping on the field of the biggest rivalry in college sports as a freshman, Oklahoma, Texas, down 21, and led him to a comeback, I said, that player right there reminds me of a certain someone, Patrick bleeping Mahomes. And much like Mahomes, you knew it immediately when you saw it. He then went to USC, won a Heisman Trophy. He right now is one of the 10 best quarterbacks alive. You can't convince me otherwise. Top two, second row, self-explanatory. It's guys we've seen before. Tom Brady 2.0 and Peyton Manning 2.0. Unfortunately for them, instead of them just having the rivalry, they have to deal with Godzilla 1.0 at the very top of the mountain, Patrick Mahomes. So there it is. There is your quarterback pyramid, the Mahomes Mountain, if you will. Mahomes Mountain. People can, you know, be controversial about Caleb Williams. That's fine. But there it is. Everything else, I think, Coach, you're going to agree with entirely. Yeah, th this is a lot like watching preseason football. Like, you watch it because it's football, but it's really bad. Um, <laughs> and like, when you put, well said. What just when you put the Prince in, in the second tier, I don't know. First of all, Caleb Williams. So we can't put rookies on it because they haven't Thank played the first game. I said unless they well, were we can put Caleb, miss. We can put this guy on and it, he's even, though he's, he's even though he's you know, in college. Yeah, I mean, well, that's a little ridiculous. Okay. But now we, we put we put the prince there, and we want to anoint him king so early. And, and what did he do last year? In his two-playoff game, he had a 70 quarterback rating, which was 20 misleading. points lower than his, than his average for the year. In his last five games, final three pre regular season games and two playoff games, he has the same number of picks as he has interceptions. Or okay, and we can as yeah. touchdowns as, as interceptions, mm -hmm. and and so you want to compare him to Peyton Manning. I I, I was there and and coaching against yeah. Peyton Manning his rookie year in 1998. Yeah, and the first time we played him, we blew him up, beat him 44 to six. 
And in the second game, he orchestrates a great two-minute drive and beats us with 30, 30 seconds left on the clock. That's who he was. So I know we want to we throw out his rookie season, right? Because yeah. the coach was bad. Everything yeah. was bad. We throw that out. Hey. And then we're going to throw out the early games of the season, no, we're not even though they were 3-7 and seven no. through 10 games. Yeah. We'll throw out those games. No. And then we're going to throw out the five or the four interceptions. He, he had the greatest comeback. In, in, in the fourth best comeback in playoff history. Because he had, the, because he had, he had one worst. of the worst first halves in playoff <laughs> that, history. Okay, but he still came back. And but and, that's and, not – that's, that's not – How did Peyton look? How did Peyton – Okay, no, I, um, didn't call him a king. He's literally called the prince. It says the prince. <laughs> yeah, but that that's first of all. A hundred feet away from being the king. Well, no, no, no. Well, the <laughs> king long lived the king above him. By the way, you notice how the king beat the all the quarterbacks beneath him en route to his championship, Burrow, Prince, and Hurts? Didn't get a chance to play Caleb Williams. Joshua Allen lost too early. But on on Trevor Lawrence, you said all these great things about Peyton Manning early in his career. What you didn't mention was the playoffs because he didn't win a playoff game until year six. He was 0-3 his first three playoff games with a passer rating of 59. So don't give me this idea that because Trevor Lawrence had a bad half of his first playoff game and then was brilliant thereafter and then had the audacity to lose to Patrick Mahomes that we're going to ding him. The guy's great. You guys are just going to be late on it. That's fine. Go ahead. The disrespect well, to whom? To, well, every just having Caleb Williams on there, and I, look the again. The he was on the show. Remember? I like K. I know he was on the show, and I like Caleb Williams. I don't know if Once this is again, an early. Why does he like everybody. No, he, he's a good quarterback. He's a great quarterback, but he should. He's ahead of Lamar Jackson, a I'd unanimous MVP. Yeah, he's high, yeah, I'd who's won seventy-five percent of his games. Caleb's never That's lost ridiculous. That's true. That is absolutely ridiculous. Okay. I'm not going to go to Aaron Rodgers, but even Justin Herbert, who has proven himself in the NFL. Nick, you know, and again, I'm not saying he's not going to be great. But we don't know. We do know. No, we don't. Okay, so see, here's the thing. tons of here's guys who are highly touted fail do you, do you in the NFL. Brew, have you ever heard of the gifts of a bird? So, like, professional bird watchers. No can be looking at the horizon yeah. and just this I'm not making this up swear to god yeah. and just see almost like the outline of a bird mm-hmm. and somehow can identify it because they just they've been doing it their whole lives sure. that's how I am with the great ones oh. with, with what, uh, really uh, yes, cuz I the, the guy that ones. was if you hold if on. you give me the whole yeah. tier I've been with uh, you a long time you've hold identified no, a lot no, of no, no 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 right right what Mayfield was a great one did you identify Baker Mayfield is that yeah no no in fact, I, I did not say I that. Think we still got I think we oh, still oh, have oh, this. God. Since you brought can it up, I, Mr. Bird Watcher, that's your guy. I didn't bring it up. That's I the last gonna be shadow that you saw in that. Can you bird. guys be great? <laughs> a second, please. I have, since you guys have known me, identified two quarterbacks as all-timers. Mahomes, the Prince, and now Caleb. And if we can show Mahomes, because Coach was with me for this, it was Mahomes' rookie season, both his preseason, this moment right here. I went on TV the next day and I said, the Chiefs have a great quarterback. And Coach said, oh, my God, one preseason throw. And then week two of his rookie season, week three, pardon me, he did this. And Coach was like, oh, I think they need to keep him in the pocket, which he said about Mahomes for seven years later, two Super Bowls. I love and it. Then, I love it. <laughs> oh, oh, Coach was there. Wait, Coach. And then the following week, week four of his rookie year on national television, he did this, and I went on TV and said, I think he's already the best quarterback in the league. What and everyone told me to calm down, pump your brakes, let him do some things, and smash cut six years later, he's at the top of a mountain named after himself. Six so I'm just later. calling my shot six on Caleb later. Williams. What week did he get smoked by the Patriots in that? Oh, oh my Yikes. God. Give me a break. That's that's what, that's smoked that's is, uh, I, think, really? I think they won by three. But go ahead, Coach. <laughs> or go ahead. I, can't remember, I you. didn't see that clip. Sorry. This my last Here, one. That clip. This is the, that. We don't need the Baker t-shirt. No, we don't. <laughs> I'm surprised you still had that. Yeah. My final, my final addition right yeah. to Mahomes Mountain, which I do love. Yeah. I'm going to talk about Jared Goff. Oh, thanks. Well, here's the thing about Jared Goff. Everyone's like, ah, Jared Goff's no good. Until you actually look at the numbers, and I know you're a numbers guy. Let's look at the numbers that Jared Goff put up last year. Mm-hmm. His TD to interception ratio was first. Pretty good. Six in passing yards. He was tied for third with 300-yard games in passer rating. And that's your big picture. Yeah. When you talk about the success of the Prince, we look at a nine-game sample. So I asked Josh, we were grinding tape. Oh, this is the same nine-game sample. This is great. 
Uh, completion yeah. percentage a little bit no, down. No, it's great. But higher yards, right 15 yards. Perfect. And now he's got the same OC that that offense was fourth in yards, fifth in points. And he's working with Rossi Brown. And he's throwing the ball, not blindfolded. The blindfold would have yeah. been nice, more Cedric Sabalo style, yeah. just with his eyes closed. Yeah. I think it's time for us all to recalibrate what we think about Jared Goff, where everyone kind of put him on the scrap heap, and say, you know what? That's why elite I mean, quarterback. I, elite? Okay, that's too much. And we what do you want me to do? He's got the it. same no, no, no. numbers too, as Jared okay, Goff, as uh, the Prince. Much. Yeah, but one guy's got... What? A bigger neck. That's and the other guy. Got one guy's going to the Super Bowl. Come on. Come on. One guy's going to the Super Bowl. Golf, golf is properly rated. He's right. He's properly rated. He's, he's right there with Gino. Next week it will be updated. That's our new franchise, Mahomes Valley. Hope you enjoyed it. A little long, but we did all right. You know, working. <laughs> Roger. Workshopping it. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Aaron Rodgers sat down with Peter King for a wide-ranging interview when he talked about how he was deciding, um, leaning towards retirement, how he feels about the Jets, the pay cut, all of it. Well, now he's back and happy and has the eighth best MVP odds. So, Coach, is it more likely the Jets as a team overachieve or underachieve? Well, it's going to be hard for them to overachieve because the expectation is that they win the Super Bowl. Or, or let's say it's not that, maybe the expectation is they go to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. The expectation is definitely that they win the AFC East. The expectation is definitely that they go deep into the playoffs. And, and I don't think that's an unfair expectation when you've got a guy a year removed from back-to-back MVPs, when you've got a guy who's got players he likes, he's got a coordinator that he's worked with. He's, they're running the system they have. He's been there for, for the entire offseason. They've had time to put things in. You've got the fourth best defense in terms of points allowed. You've got a good young running game. Everything is aligning for them to go deep, deep into the playoffs. So that's expectations. So unless they hit that bar, which there's going to be some bumps along the way, then, so, then they're going to So can I ask you a question? So let's say they go 11-6. and six which I think everyone, or the three of us, would consider that a good year, mm-hmm. correct? That, but that doesn't win them the division. The Bills are 12-5, and five, Dolphins 12-5. They're 11-6, and six, so they're the top wildcard team, so they have a road playoff game, division winner, call it Cincinnati, wins the NF, top AFC North. They go to Cincinnati and lose in the wildcard round 11-6. Do you think that there will be casualties from that season? Because I would consider that a really good season. Well, it'll depend on how the playoff game finishes. It'll depend how the season finishes. It, it, it's, it's not necessarily how they start. It's just going to be depend on what that taste mm. is at the but end. You think that so if they, they go get blown out in the playoffs, yeah, they'll, they'll probably be casualties. If they somehow it, – it's, it's, just, it's just what the narrative is at the end of the season. But the you owners think sitting there looking at, I've got this special player – that was missing from this whole formula that I've had in place, and, and we, we can only achieve at this level. But I guess, Mike, there's a scenario where they make the playoffs and the season is still looked at as a disappointment. Yeah, if, if they sneak into the playoffs, if they, if they uh, yeah, are barely, are barely making the playoffs. Or look bad in the playoffs. Or look yeah. bad in the playoffs and get blown out. Yeah, it could absolutely be a disappointment. And, and justifiably so. They, they, what... What are they really missing for them not to be able to compete with every other team? I think if they get to the playoffs and win a game that – and you're right. I mean, how it looks can affect it. But I think that will be considered a success. I mean, they've been so bad for so long. And I think if Rodgers plays well, say they win the playoff game, people will look at it like, okay, next year we're winning the Super Bowl. And I guess some people are throwing that out. people – person that needs to look at it if and, he's thinking he's thinking it's the Super owner Bowl. yeah it's, he might be thinking Super Bowl like dreaming of a Super Bowl but I just think they they've been what's it been 12 years a, since they made the playoffs there's only one person whose dreams count his <laughs> that's it it Ooh, doesn't matter what the fans are dreaming of it doesn't matter it matters what Woody Johnson is dreaming of and he's dreaming of a Super Bowl and and they're in a position where they should be able to compete for a Super Bowl so it's it's not it's not unrealistic. I've heard you talk about this with Colin actually, but we haven't talked to you much about it. How good do you think they're going to be? Like I think you're higher on the Jets certainly than me and Wilds. No. Maybe I mean Brew I think has them going 15 and 2. I think I'm higher but. on Aaron Rodgers <laughs> than you guys are. I think okay. I, I think I'm 
I've been higher on Aaron Rodgers for a long time. But, but the, the question that I have is, this is a team that hasn't made the playoffs. This is the team that, that finished last in the division. This is a team with skyrocket expectations, and, and justifiably so. How are they going to deal with the first bout of adversity? How are they going to deal with a two-game losing streak? How are they going to deal with if things don't start the way that they hope they start, are they going to implode and have infighting and be and, 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 yes. and, and eat sort of sort – of, <laughs> Eat their own. Yeah, eat their own. Or are they going to rally behind the, the quarterback that they have and the, the players that they have and come out of it? That's my biggest question mark is here's a team who doesn't know success. How are they going to deal with success and how are they going to deal with adversity? Monday night, and host, it, hosting the Bills, if that goes poorly, and it, you think they're going to be like, you know what? Long season, fellas. Well, it should also well, be. Well, good. the other thing is with this many One young year. players, it also, I think, is worth noting that they finished the year on a six-game losing streak. So the Bears had a longer one. I think the Cardinals. They had the, the worst quarterback rating no. combined of any team. No, no, no. I get. I I totally get that. My point is, with the brutal, tough start of the season, having finished last season with six-game losing streak, if you're Sauce Gardner, you know what I mean. It's like all of a sudden I've lost nine games in a row. You know yeah. what I mean for young yeah. players who haven't had a sense of success. That would be my one of my bigger concerns yeah. for them. Wilds is waiting for it to implode. (laughs) That's Wilds' Super Bowl. The day the Jets are eliminated from playoff contention is Wilds' Super Bowl. (laughs) That's what it is. That's real. We're talking soccer next. Earlier this morning, USA played Portugal to a 0-0 draw. They are on to the knockout rounds. That's the good news. The bad news is they didn't look very good at all. Uh, after the game, former USA player Carly Lloyd was not happy with the result and the attitude of the team. Here's Lloyd and head, head coach Vlatko Andonovsky with his response. Take a listen. Carly Lloyd's butt would be back in the locker room kicking things, I have, throwing things. I have never witnessed, and just seeing these images for the first time right now on the desk, I have never witnessed something like that. There's a difference between being respectful of the fans and saying hello to your family, but to be dancing, to be smiling. I mean, the player of the match was that post. You were lucky to not be going home right now. To question the, the mentality of this team, to question the, the, the willingness, uh, uh, the willingness to, to win, the, the, to compete, uh, I think it's, uh, it's insane. Okay. Yeah, listen, I... I was not as bothered as Carly Lloyd was by the, the the American players trying to celebrate advancing and by giving the fans who were there in you know half a world away some face time with them. What is true is, and Wilds, to your credit, you tried to sound the alarm after the first game, their yeah. only victory, that they didn't look that sharp. They played terribly yesterday or this morning. We're lucky to, very lucky, you saw the shout-out post that could have sent them home. They were this far from being knocked out. And by the way, the markets agree, because for the first time all tournament, they're no longer the favorites. They're not even the second favorites to win the whole thing. They're probably going to be facing Sweden in the knockout round. They're going to have to be exponentially better, because they just haven't played well. I didn't really care about the post games. Here, here, here's the numbers on uh, our time in the group stage. Against Vietnam, we had we won possession and we had plenty of shots. Vietnam couldn't get a shot. Netherlands, we still we lost possession, had more shots. Portugal lost possession, still had more shots. So Brew, we're getting shots. We just can't finish. So hopefully, this, like you said, this is a wake up call. Put the ball in the back of the net. Hopefully, it is a wake up call. I, I, I'm kind of with Carly Lloyd. I didn't really like the post game, but you know what? I think it was relief. Yes. Okay? There was relief that they survived and advanced. And now, hopefully, we see no the No Rose side. Lavelle for the next game because she picked up her second yellow. That's not great. And I know Trini, people why do more Trinity Rodman? Yeah, okay, that's fine. Make it happen. Uh, speak is up next.